welcome to the Everyday Eddie Podcast, where this is not a professional podcast, but this is a professional something. And honestly, that something is something special. It's a professional special. No, that, that sounds bad. It, it's, it's a professional something. Anyway, I am your host, Eddie. Uh, and yeah, I love how I said I was going to record this Friday, but here I am on Sunday, recording it late night. Because uh, you know how we do. Motivation has been kind of there. So, like, it's now July. My friend's bachelor party is at the end of the month. So, like, I was getting what I needed together for that. And, you know, just this week, I maybe had, like, one day where I was on a high, like, a good high. Um, and I was happy. And then the rest, I just spent the rest of the week very melancholy and down which is eh, normal at this point um but i get insurance this month so as soon as my card comes in i can figure out what's up because my head has been a scary place lately but at least i'm sleeping lately because i've been taking ashwagandha gummies um which is like, yeah. I mean, they work. It's weird, but it works. They taste overwhelmingly like berry, because that's the flavor is berry, but it's just like too much. Um, but uh, beginning of the podcast, what's new with me? Um, kind of just did mental health. Um, friend's bachelor party which I'm excited for. Um, We're going to Miami, like I mentioned in the last podcast. So uh, I plan on changing up my look a lot because I feel like Miami is like a good restart point to like have a new look going, Um, maybe some other things. So definitely before, during, and after Miami, I will have a completely different look. Um, also, also, um, Miami is going to be interesting because I have been sober, um, since my buddy came up the second week of June. So for almost a month, I've been sober. Which feels really weird, because I really wanted to drink, but, um, I don't know, I just haven't liked who I am when I've been drinking, so I've just kind of refrained from it, even though my job has been driving me crazy, and I really wanted to drink, but we'll see. Um, in Miami, I'll probably either break sobriety or just drink non-alcoholic beers, but for the most part, yeah. Um, I realized that I've been pushing people out of my life, um, which is bad because, you know, they're people that I love and, you know, when you're going through stuff, you probably shouldn't push people out of your life, but, um, 
I'm kind of going to use it as a restart point. Because um, anyone that I'm pushing out, I probably feel like I need to reevaluate my relationship with them. So, I mean, if I eventually decide to reach out, I'll reach out. If not, um, it's been a pleasure knowing you. Um, but yeah, that is, that is that, uh, I really should stop saying us so much, but I'm trying to think, cause like I wrote things down that I wanted to talk about, but that's more for like middle podcast stuff. And then I ask people questions, uh, for later on in the podcast, like the closing. Oh, okay, that's something I want to mention. So, what I've been watching, uh, The Boys, obviously, stupendous, um, final episode comes out this Friday, can't wait, it is, God, if you have not watched The Boys, watch The Boys, even if you don't like superhero type content, this completely just flips the genre from what you're used to, um, Invincible, like, The Boys and Invincible are very similar veins, um, but I feel like the boys has really just pushed that boundary so much more, and it's great. Uh, I'm still trudging through Supernatural. I'm now on season eight. I currently have it paused while I'm recording this episode. Um, definitely hard to slug through a 15-season series. Um, I've been swapping between Suits and Supernatural just because it's been so much at one time. Um, I finished uh, Stranger Things, season four. It was so beautiful. The last two episodes combined are about three and a half hours. <laughs> so buckle in when you go to watch that. But it is so beautifully done that I didn't fully mind it. Like it bothered me. But I did it on a Friday night. Like, I did it the day it came out. Just sat there and binged it. But it wasn't bad. Um, It was really good. Uh, It probably should have released maybe, like, a week or two earlier. Just because it talked about things that happened in the first few episodes of season four that I kind of had to stop and be like, wait, when did that happen? And just kind of like rack my brain for a second. Um, I also rewatched Boy Meets World, specifically season five, um, the episodes where Corey and Topanga broke up. And then I think it's in season seven, where after they're married and they break up again. Um, and it made me realize something. First off, which show did you feel had better life lessons, Boy Meets World or Degrassi? It's hard because Boy Meets World was so much more relatable and I feel like realistic, but Degrassi literally covered everything from school shootings to death like friends deaths whether it be suicide or gang violence 
to PTSD, to online predators, um, to mental illness, whether it be bipolar disorder or um, PTSD. So even though it's tough, I feel like I have to go Degrassi because Degrassi gave you a more realistic view and didn't really sugarcoat things. Whereas Boy Meets World definitely didn't sugarcoat things. There wasn't so much. Like, they never really got into teen pregnancy. Um, which, granted, it was a show for the 90s. Whereas Degrassi was a show that started in the 80s and progressed and kind of grew with us. So it had that room to kind of push those boundaries. And it also wasn't on ABC Family, so that kind of helped it. With, but back to Boy Meets World, back to that. With my rewatch, I kind of realized something. And it's weird. As much as I love Cory and Topanga, and Daniel Fishel was that 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 first between her and Trini and Power Rangers and Kimberly and Power Rangers, like those were a man's first loves. Well, mine. There was also Avril Lavigne and the Maori sisters on Sister Sister, but you know, realistically, I saw Daniel Fishel and Power Rangers a lot more, so those were the ones that I was just kind of like. Uh, but I took a poll and I threw up like a list of couples and like which one was like more iconic um, and a lot of people Sean and Angela were tied with Corey and Topanga which not to get me wrong I love both those couples however realistically Sean and Angela were a more realistic couple or more relatable couple and Corey and Topanga. Like, yes, there are those couples that hey, we've known each other since we were kids. Eventually we start dating and like our story just writes itself. How and like yeah, we grew up together, like we've only dated each other, like when we go like we want to explore other relationships. And I think that's cool that Corey, like to him the kiss meant nothing. And I, I kinda know what that felt like. But that feels like when you kiss someone, but you still love the person that you're with. However, I can relate more to Sean and Angela's relationship, where Sean actually has that consistent fear of, like, I'm going to mess this up. I've come from a family where, you know, the woman that my dad dates or my mom would run out on us. Um... Uh, my dad's an alcoholic, like, he had his issues, like, I never really had anything stable aside from my friends and my friend's family, um, so it's kind of relatable, and just him knowing that he wants to be with Angela, but not wanting to hurt her, so he pushes her away at times until they finally decide to be together, not the Spoiler alert, not that they end up together in the long run, because I think by the time Girl Meets World comes out, they're not 
I know they're not together at the end of Boy Meets World, but by the time Girl Meets World comes out, they hadn't reconnected. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Sean and Angela, to me, was a better relationship or better written because Corey is a character that's written that you could just slide yourself into him and see the world through his eyes. Like, he's a very generic person. Whereas Sean is like, you can only relate to certain aspects of Sean if you kind of know Sean's struggle. Which kind of made it easier. Like, that feeling of never really fitting in. Um, Even though you have people that love you, you still don't feel at home. Like, I don't know. Sean was just a better written character to me. So, in retrospect, his relationship was just more realistic in my eyes and something that I could relate to more. Before I get into the next set of topics, let me say this, because this is when the episode will drop. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Like, I'm glad. I hope everyone's safe. Everyone's protected. Um, you know, stay safe, stay protected, not that this is anything to celebrate, but you will be more protected than women's rights, which is crazy, because when I recorded last week, or yeah, last week's episode, I completely forgot to mention this, but it was on my mind, but I forgot, and I had already set the episode to be published, and I didn't know where to fit it in, Roe v. Wade getting overturned is bullshit. It's such bullshit. Why are we regulating what the fuck women do with their bodies? Like, why? Why are we making it illegal for them to get an abortion? It's not even a matter of pro-life versus pro-choice. It's just a matter of, like, health issues. Like, you are now making it impossible for women who are going to have health complications during pregnancy to safely deliver their baby. Like, it is ridiculous. Take away the fact that not everyone wants to be a parent and accidents happen. You are now forcing a woman to carry a baby nine months to term and then give the baby up for adoption, which would lead to a whole nother slew of issues. And, like, the foster care system is a pretty broken system last time I checked. And it is super easy for kids to get recycled through the system and then eventually lost and then end up on the streets and then in the criminal justice system. Like, not to mention the effect that this will have on contraceptives. Like, Plan B is already going through the roof where people are now being limited in most stores to three pills a person. On top of that, they are looking to raise the price. Like, what? $50 for one pill was already expensive. This is just getting ridiculous. And I will not stand for it, but, you know, there's not much I can do until a lot. Which, okay, can we stop saying you need to get out there and vote? Like, voting is only one quarter of a solution. Like, just because you vote for someone doesn't mean that there's going to be change. Like, you also have to factor in, like, oh, like, what else is on the court? Like, who's actually going to 
Stand against her. Oh, it's not oppressed. Object. Who's who's actually going to object when stuff like this is on the floor? Like, it's just ridiculous. And the fact that, like, the only hope I have is that they call an appeal because you can't overturn a Supreme Court ruling. It's just very rare. And the longer it goes by that we're not hearing that this is happening, the more I'm convinced it's not going to happen. So, ladies, if you need help getting an abortion, Jersey, New York, uh, Washington, D.C., those are states that I am near that do allow abortions. Um, Feel free. Twitter, at Golden Dawn Q, more than willing to help you out. More, more, more than willing. Because your body, your choice, do what the fuck you want. Which brings me to my next point of being safe, protected, and respecting women. Fucking R. Kelly. This man finally got sentenced, and he's getting 30 years for all the fucked up shit he's done. Which isn't a lot, but you know what? I'll take that over nothing. I think there's a very low chance of him getting parole. But he deserves to go to jail. He's finally going to jail. He will not be on the streets. Next, we need to get Ezra Miller, because what the fuck is going on with him? He... At first, him acting out, I was upset, because he was going to ruin... He's ruining DC movies more than they're already ruined. But now... Now, this man needs to be locked away or put in a nut house, because he's been grooming children... Grooming children and like building a child army or some shit. Like, no, no, lock this man away. Why has no one arrested this man? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, celebrities are not that I thought celebrities were good people to begin with. Like, some of them are better than others. But at the same time, it's just like, how do no one in these celebrities' social circles see what they are doing and then not say anything? Like, it is crazy. It is fucking crazy that R. Kelly got away with his shit for so many years. And it wasn't until recently that everyone was like, okay, R. Kelly, you kind of got to go. Like, he should have been locked up when he first peed on that girl. Granted, you know, she was into it, but, like, or she wasn't into it. I don't remember the full story. I'm too lazy to go look it up. But, like, there was a lot of weird parts with that first one. But that was when people knew. She was underage. They, they should have gotten him help then. And now it's like... Fucking R. Kelly. Like, R. Kelly is the first person that made me realize you gotta separate the art from the artist. 
because if you don't, like, a lot of shit's going to be ruined. I am just now able to do that with Chris Brown. And I barely want to do it with him because that man was off his rocker, too. The shit he was doing to Karuchi and how he beat Rihanna, like... Chris Brown isn't on the level of R. Kelly and Ezra Miller, but he's, in the last, I'll say five years, has started to redeem himself. Slowly. Three to five. Three to five. Um, But also, I just want to talk, like, aside from crazy celebrities, because... I feel like part of this was COVID. Like, COVID is still having, like, a lingering effect. At least in my opinion. Because I feel like I'm still dealing with a lot of COVID. Because I feel like I've just been in a haze. And I've just recently slowly started waking up from it. Like, I feel like early 2020 till now I kind of feel like my life has just been happening and I've just been kind of going with it and having someone call me out on my shit has made me realize like holy fuck like I need to like turn around and take control, which I'm starting to. It's it's a very slow process because it's like, where, where did I let things turn? So, I, uh, I'm kind of slowly, like, putting together, like, my life. Or trying to put together my life. Where it's just like, okay, this is where I was kind of hazed out before. Um, this is. And like. It's hard. Because like. One day. I'll be like. Okay like let's try and get this back on track. Let's get this back on track. Let's get this back on track. And then it's just like. The haze comes through, and it's just like, what? What was I even talking about? Which is why I'm glad I restarted doing this. Because this kind of was a passion project, and it still is a passion project. And I forgot how much I enjoyed doing it. Which is where, like, now the consistency comes in. Um, And I know I used to record this... And then put it out on Thursdays at noon. Which, maybe I'll get back to that schedule. Because I feel like Thursdays is such a light content day in general. Because there's something I've noticed about content creators. Is that you, a lot of them, don't put out content on certain days. So like, Sunday, Thursdays. And Fridays are, like, lighter content days because everyone's trying to shove their stuff out. Like, 
in the beginning of the week. So it's more of a... What is it? It's like a, just a rush to grab people's attention, right? So, and then there are people who do like their podcasts like Monday through Friday or content creators who do like every other day. Um, but I like Thursday because Thursday was such like a light day. It was digestible. Like it wasn't, maybe that's what I'll do instead of dropping this on Fourth of But I already said happy Fourth of July. Okay, so I'll drop this episode Fourth of July. Okay, tomorrow. Um, and then after that, I'll start recording episodes Sunday night for Thursday. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So I'll go Thursday night for, uh, yeah, Sunday to Thursday, Sunday to, yeah, that, that works out actually. And then that gives me almost like a whole week of stuff for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, see? This is why I like the podcast. Because then, like, I'm talking things out and I'm, like, saying it to you. Not to you, to you, but to myself, which is to you. But you guys will hear. You guys get to see how my thought process works. Which... It's a very flawed thought process. Hold on, I need some water because my mouth is dry. Okay. Ooh, also, because I just saw the box there. Um, relating to, like, COVID and me being in a haze, I feel like I haven't been me, which I know I talked about a little bit on the last podcast, but I feel like a long time ago, I stopped being vulnerable. Um, and I feel like it's just been getting worse and worse. Because usually, during the COVID lockdown pandemic, I was, well, so much stuff was happening, but I was emotionally breaking down and crying at least like three times a week. Which is kind of still, well, not still happening, but it's happening now. But now it's like repressed emotions coming out. And what I want to do is I want to play, uh, I want to do this with people that I trust, which right now it's kind of just me figuring out who those people are there's one person for sure like I definitely know that I trust him and he's got my back um there's one other person that like I'm kind of just like I know I trust him but at the same time I'm just kind of iffy on him right now so I'm just kind of like but I definitely want to do um, we're not really strangers with people um, because I feel like 
I'm not going, I'm not one person to be just willingly and openly emotionally vulnerable. Like, something has to prompt me to be vulnerable. I have to, like, something has to make me want to be vulnerable with you. And I feel like that is a good prompt. Because there are very, there's people in my life that there are people that I can't lie to, and there's people that I won't lie to. Um, if I won't lie to you, that just means out of principle, like, I respect you enough that I'm just not going to lie. Like, I have no reason to lie, so I won't lie to you because I don't have a reason to. But then the people in my life that I can't lie to are people that, like, I look them in the eye and, like, I just can't. Like, there's no if ands, or buts about it. Anything that comes out of my mouth to you is the truth. Which is where, like, then I'll start telling you the truth, but I won't give you the full story because I don't, which technically is a lie by omission, but at the same time, I just can't. I can't lie to you, but at that same instance, I can't tell you the truth. So I'll give you most of the truth, but not the full truth. Um, but I feel like I need, which, you know, someone might say like, oh, go to therapy, go to therapy, which that is a plan, but that's something I got to do when I'm ready. And I feel like I'm ready, but at the same time, I don't like opening up to strangers. Um, which, eh, it's a little challenging, but like that's something I'm gonna have to work through it. Um, Especially when it comes to wanting to turn my life around. But I feel like with my friends, like, it'd be so much easier. Easier. That's not the word. Lenient? Maybe lenient. Like, it's much more lenient. Because, like, okay, you know where I'm coming from. I know I can be vulnerable with you. This Like, it's a safe space with no judgment. Um, but, yeah. That's, like... That's a lot. Which, some might say, like, oh, but you're talking about things that are affecting you and, like, your life on a podcast. Like, are you not being vulnerable? Yeah, I'm being vulnerable, but I can control the vulnerability. Like, this is, like, surface-level vulnerability. Like, this is a conversation I'd have with a stranger. Some of the stuff. But also, like, I'm talking to myself, so, like, I know, like, yeah, you're going to hear this, but for the most part, this is just me being me, talking about things that are going on in my head right now. So, which is why it's called Everyday Eddie. Have I thought about changing the name? Yeah. Have I thought about changing the logo? Yes. However, or getting a logo? Yes. However, I don't have friends who are... I shouldn't say that. I don't know if any of my friends 
are artistically in tuned with my vision. There you go. Because I know what I would want drawn, or like a couple rough sketches for, which is. But. I don't know if they would match. Like, I know I have friends that can draw. I just don't know if they would match my vision. Because a lot of my friends aren't on the same wavelength as me. <laughs> Which I am starting to realize that more and more. Like, I thought I was on the same wavelength as a lot of my friends. But I realized that I am... vibrating at a lower frequency than most of my friends do and that a lot of times I am bringing myself up to their level so and that explains to me why in a lot of social situations where like I just I love my friends I love them to death but like I'll hang out with them for an hour like say we'll spend six hours together by hour two I, I, I kind of need you to either go or shut the fuck up like I'm just done with you um but I love my friends it's just me and I never realized like COVID definitely has my social battery a lot lower um and there are times like now like the last time I hung out with my friend was mid-July like I said so right now my battery is just overcharged so I want to hang out with people like I need that like exposure but at the same time like eh <laughs> which is just me but yeah that's uh those are my thoughts right now. Now we'll get to the part that everyone's been waiting for. The questions. Alright, so let's get into these questioners. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Where are they? Okay. So the first question, which I only got three questions, which, cool, but like, come on, come on, I'm willing to answer anything, and people know I don't hold back, so like, eh, so we'll start with this one, um, what is something I do, okay, whoa, can't read, what do you want to never happen in my life, um, I don't want to never have it. Ah, see, I thought I had an answer for that. What do I want to never have it in my life? I never want to. See, that's hard, because I would say, like, I never want to become someone I'm not. 
I never want to disappoint someone I love, but I know I've done those things before because that's a part of growing and becoming an adult is things are going to happen that are outside of your control. I would say like, I never want to have regrets, but I do have some regrets. And again, it's like, I live my life that I can say like, if I died tomorrow, I'm happy with how my life turned out. Do I regret some things? Yeah, but like, it was my life. I lived it. It wasn't perfect, but I'm happy. So in the long run, I guess. I guess I never want to miss out on the experience of being a father. Like, I don't know. Being a dad is something I've always wanted in life. Like, ever since I was a kid. Like, I've always wanted to have my own family. So I guess that, like, even if it's, and I've had this conversation where it's like, I don't know how I would feel if I didn't have my own biological child. But I think at this point in my life with everything that's going on, even if it wasn't my kid, I just don't want to miss out on the feeling of not being a father and it's like don't get me wrong I have my dog which it's always cool to be like a parent to your pet that's like the trendy or millennial thing but I guess like I don't want to miss out on imparting my knowledge upon someone who's going to carry on my legacy So I guess more so the fact of maybe not being a parent, but I never want to not have a legacy or something that I've left behind that people can look on and say like, oh yeah, this is something that Eddie had his hands in. This is something that he molded and this will carry on. my torch so I guess I never want to in my life what I don't want to happen is my legacy not to be continued on in some way shape or form uh, next question what is the scariest memory I have um See, that could be a couple different things. Um, I'll list my top three. So we'll start off at number three, which was when I was, I was in high school, so probably around the ages of 14. 15 I went to a snowboarding camp and I signed up to bungee jump but the minute I had all the stuff on and I went to look over the edge I just had a massive panic attack and I just broke down crying like I've never cried before and just I couldn't do it like, I just freaked the fuck out. 
and it, th- that was a complete waste of money. But at the same time, it was just I I knew I had a mild fear of heights, but something about that just did not sit right with me. Um, the second one. What is my second scariest memory? I know what the first one is. Okay, so, okay, my second scariest memory. It wasn't physically scary it was more emotionally scary um and it's it was in 2016 2017 um the feeling of someone pulling away emotionally that you were really invested in um, that I was really invested in, rather, and it was just scary because I had put a lot of myself into that relationship because I didn't have a lot that I felt was right at that time. Um, so just that feeling of not knowing who I am. Whereas, like, now, I've kind of, it's different from how I am now, because now I kind of just lost my way, but I still have, like, a basis that I can stand on. So, just, like, that emotional journey of, like, having to find out who I am in the midst of, like, the worst period of my life. And then the last question, uh, would I sell myself on OnlyFans? Um, that is a, I have two answers for that question. Or not two answers, but there's only two ways I would sell myself on OnlyFans. The first way is if I had a friend, she was like, hey, I want to film content with OnlyFans. Would you like to do it with me? Yeah. Anything to help a friend out? All I ask is, you know, when that paycheck comes, 25%. Give me 25% and I'll help you film whatever you need for OnlyFans. Like, whatever you need me for, like, I'll help you out. The other way I would film content for OnlyFans is if I was doing it with my significant other. Um, my girlfriend. I, I, I don't know. It's like, okay, side tangent. To me, it has become very weird. Or maybe it's just me. It's just me. But it kind of 
not bothers me, but it's just like, it feels so extra to me when someone says, oh, my partner, or, oh, my significant other, like, your, is it your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your non-binary, like, why, why, I feel like there's just so much secrecy when you say my partner or my significant other. Um, but then I'll turn around and say significant other, but whatever. Um, yeah, so, like, if my girlfriend, um, wanted to do an OnlyFans, or, like, we were bored and was like, hey, do you want to, like, do this with OnlyFans? Like, yeah, I'd do it, because that's, like, One, I don't, I've, okay, so I've never checked out a male's OnlyFans, but, like, when people have the OnlyFans link in their bio or, like, their link tree, like, you see what people charge, and then you see what they, like, the honest or, like, the upfront people are going to tell you, like, hey, I do this, this, and this, this is how much it is, like, yeah, like, I've never seen a man but I doubt, highly doubt, that a male OnlyFans with just the guy, no penetration of any kind, is appealing. Because honestly, nobody wants to see just dick. Like, unless, like, I don't know. Unless, like, you want to see, like, a 12-inch dick, no one's paying for just dick. And... I feel like it's easier because there's a lot more variety you can do when you have a partner. Um, but yes, I would do OnlyFans if it was something consensual between me and my girlfriend, or if I had a friend who would like to like film OnlyFans content with me for their page. Which, if I have any friends that are doing OnlyFans and you need a male talent, I will try my best. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is today's podcast episode. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed. Um, if you need an abortion, my Twitter is at Golden Don Q. Um, not, not like I'm going to do it for you, but like I'm willing to drive or help you get whatever you need. I just made it sound like I specialize in, in in aborting fetuses. No, that is not that's not my profession. Um, this podcast you can get wherever you get your podcast. Um, whether it be Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you get your podcasts please leave me five stars, write a review. Um, I would like to have more questions segments on my podcast. And we have a whole week, so maybe I will throw this up um, every couple days, do this, because I'm doing this so you can ask anonymously. So it's not through IG. This is completely anonymous ask your questions, I will answer them openly and honestly, 
as long as I can't get in trouble with the government. And we can go from there. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. Um, Twitch.tv backslash GoldenDawnQ. Twitter.com backslash GoldenDawnQ. Instagram.com backslash GoldenDawnQ. GoldenDawnQ on all socials. Follow me. Drop a like. um, Drop a review. Eventually, I will get a page going for this. I know Anchor added a WordPress um, on this once I have a laptop that doesn't... I like my laptop, but sometimes it runs like it's 80. So uh once i get my macbook we'll see if we can get that working again maybe hopefully because i know it shits and then works and then shits and then works so we'll see what we can do but uh, yeah everyone uh i love you and uh stay breezy